Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. It's just absolutely gorgeous outside. Anita Marks with you for the next three hours here on 98.7 ESPN. We've got a fun show lined up for you. Um, again, I'm uh, still in that pandemic zone of doing the show from my living room so if you hear the dogs bark uh it's just because maybe they're just enjoying the show that would be a plus we've got ty who's back in the studio ty 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 how are you yo 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 welcome to the party <laughs> what's up what's up i've been here up? for three hours waiting for you where you been you're so cute <laughs> how was uh how was dave's show oh we had some fun this morning a lot yeah. of fun what was what was the main uh, topic of discussion? Like what uh, what 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 drove the show this morning? I didn't realize how how many people find it so controversial mm-hmm. that Kyrie Irving and a bunch of you know prominent NBA players just wanted to have a meeting to discuss how they're going to handle using this platform uh, during the playoffs to to continue to promote solidarity, you know, with the the people of this new movement that we have going forward. But is, 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 is that really what the discussion was about? Because I, I, I spent a, a good portion of last night and this morning prepping for today's show. And it sounds like Kyrie Irving is known as the quote unquote disruptor, um, is, is preaching to not have a season at all. Yeah, he might be on that side, but in the end, it, it, it's not just his voice. He might be the vice president, but. It ultimately is going to come down to what the majority feels. And I, I think it was made clear last night they want to have a season. They just got to find a way to be union, not unionized, but in unity with how, what they're going to do to continue to, quote unquote, peacefully protest and bring forth awareness and, you know, some call to action and, and a bunch of other things as far as this movement being progressing toward you know, us having some type of change in the country with regard to, you know, what's happened over the last couple of weeks. I hear you. Uh, Bobby Marks, by the way, uh, former, um, uh, should I call is, is it, is it disrespectful to call him a suit? Because that's, that's really right. He's a suit. Front office He's, executive. Front office, front, a.k.a. suit. Uh, Bobby Marks is going to join us. No relation, by the way. I, I wish we were, but no, there, there's not. So Bobby Marks, uh, <laughs> former front office exec, is going to join us. Uh, specifically, I reached out to him because we're talking about Kyrie Irving today um, at length. And, uh, of course, he's now with the Nets. Also, our second hour good friend of mine, Rob Dibble, is going to join us. We'll talk some Major League Baseball, what's happening there. The players have until tomorrow night to decide if they're going to accept the new proposal that has been placed before them by the owners uh, millionaires and billionaires um, arguing over money. I, I know it doesn't sit well with a, a number of us, especially the 40 plus million people who are unemployed, but we will dive into that. Also, my gambling show, uh, Weekend Wager, is back in action. Uh hosted it last night from 10 to midnight, and Don LaGreca was so kind to join me on the show to talk some some hockey, getting ready for that season to hopefully begin as well, and uh, what could possibly happen there. If you are uh, so uh, interested 
in maybe putting some money down, wagering on some future bets and who could potentially win the Stanley Cup. Well, you definitely want to listen to that segment. Don has some really, really great insight. Um, I thought it was, it was, it really gave us some great nuggets. That's at two o'clock. That's appointment radio. And of course, uh, the PGA tour is back in action. Can you believe it? Somebody pinch me. The past three days have been great. It's going on right now. And Harold, Harold Varner the third. Here's, this is very interesting, Ty. Um, Harold Varner III, one of the very few African-American professional golfers on tour, is at the top of the leaderboard right now. He's 11 under. Bryson DeChambeau is at 10. Jordan Spieth is at 10. Um, X-Man Shoffley, he's at 9 with Rory. He's got a lot of good golfers that are uh, that are, are, are getting after him, is, are behind him. Daniel Berger, I thought he'd be, do some good things. Justin Rose as well, both of them at eight under. There's some really great golfers that are on his tail right now to try to win this thing. But my goodness, uh, you know, this is a PGA Tour that's been in remission for the last three months. Um, pandemic, and then, of course, uh, you know, all that's going on with, with you know, the African-American community, community and Black Lives Matter. Could you imagine that right off the bat, Ty, an African-American wins the first PGA Tour event that uh, that's that's back on tour. You you want to talk about representation in professional golf? It's like you know maybe one percent, two percent, in regards to the number of African Americans that are professional golfers. This would be amazing if uh, Varner does win this thing, and and I, I'm cheering for him. I'm hoping it does. Um, I think it would be really really significant, especially the time that we're in right now. So. All eyes on the PGA Tour right now, not only the fact that they're back in action, but all that Harold Varner is representing, um, not just for himself and trying to win a tour event, but representing in where we are in, in, in our society, in our community, especially when it comes to golf and the lack of representation in regard to, you know, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, when, when it comes to, to golf, you know, it's, it's, it's for the privileged. Let's be honest. You know, the, the majority of, of professional golfers um, that have had a lot of success, I call them clubhouse kids. Why? Uh, their parents, extremely wealthy, have had an opportunity to grow up in uh, in a neighborhood that had a clubhouse, that had a, that their parents were members of a, of a golf course. And if you're here around New York and the New Jersey area, you know how much it is. I mean, you know, sometimes some courses, some clubs – it's 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 like a fifty thousand one hundred thousand dollar buy in for the year and 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 then you know you've you've got an amount of money that you need to spend each season in regard to food and um, all kinds of stuff so um, you know it is for the privileged and so for the very few African Americans that have become professional golfers what 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 a feat that is let alone to win a tour event and for it to happen in this tour event when the season. Uh, starts up again, and this is the first one off the bat, let alone where we are with Black Lives Matter, this would be tremendous. This would be a tremendous story, Ty. I tell you, I know you're not into golf, but boy, um, I, I think the country really needs to be rooting for Harold Varner III right now. So we've got a lot going on in the show. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. Um, I do want to dive into all that's going on with the NBA because there's, there's especially with the phone call that Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, so... Chris Paul is the president of the NFLPA players group. There are six VPs. Kyrie Irving is one of the six VPs. And he hosted 
maybe he didn't host it, but he was a big part of this phone call, 90-minute phone call that took place on Friday night. They were expecting anywhere between 100 to 200 players that were on the call. By the way, LeBron James was not. I do want to get into that with you as well, Ty. So, um, and pretty much what has come out of it is there's, there's, there's a lot of concerns, not only in regard to the stipulations of what these players are going to have to deal with living in this bubble, but if they do so choose to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to revamp up and start the season again. What is that going to do? What is that going to take away from the Black Lives Matter movement? So we're going to dive into all that next, and we'll open up your phone calls. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. Anita Marks with you on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Hopefully you're out enjoying it. I had an opportunity to do that this morning. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is Pablo Torres talking about uh, Kyrie Irving and the phone call that took place last night. It's not a sudden development. This has always been the case. It feels like our news cycle has been a pendulum swinging from pandemic to racial unrest. And now it's swinging back in the other direction a little bit in terms of our concern and our spotlight of attention. So this is not new, but the reckoning is on time because... This call organized by Kyrie Irving, I want to make fun of Kyrie because he is flat earth guy, but there are real questions, Tony, that deserve to be asked here. And there are questions that the players individually have to settle. Is this something I want to be doing given the backdrop of racial animus in America and the possibility of moving past that in some way that feels singular and historic? And then there's, I think, the more obvious and logical question, which is, Is this thing safe? And if the players are operating with the knowledge that we have in the media, we're all sort of piecing this together day by day. We're not sure if this bubble is more, as Tom Haberstroh put in NBC today, like a mesh hat, then yes, a call full of questions seems to be exactly what's needed at this moment. So those are the two major concerns, 800-919-3776. Here's another one for you. I came across this. Um, <laughs> where, as we know, there's not going to be any fans in the stands, right? So the concern is that, and, and I'm just reading this little nugget from this article, it, it appears that the players um, better get used to the idea of playing games inside empty arenas for the 2020-21 season. The fans better get used to the idea of watching the game through the same lens that will impact the league's finances and potentially um, shave even more money off future salary caps and player earnings um, if fans get used to watching NBA games from home and not attending games in the arenas. And it's something that we've seen the NFL, keep in mind, something we've seen the NFL deal with. It's really hard to get NFL fans to games now, especially with you know fantasy football and uh, legalized gambling and the Red Channel. And let's be honest, um, you know, I'm, I'm offered to, to go to Giants and, and Jets games a lot, quite frequently, and I turn them down because I, I love watching the NFL in the comfort of my own home, being able to watch all the games and, and, and whatnot. And so the players have a concern that having no fans there and if they get used to watching the games at home and the comfortability of that, and not having to travel, not having to pay for parking, not having to like the cost of everything that if 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 the fan base goes down, then their bottom line goes down and 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 the their collective bargaining agreement will change, and their salaries will change, and that's another concern for them. 
uh, 800-919-3776. Let's go to Eddie in Clifton. Eddie, you're up. Hey, man, Anita. How are you today? Okay. Uh, question. I mean, not a question. You know, Irving might be right because um, I think I was reading last week where the, uh, the soccer league is going down to Orlando ESPN also. So there's a possibility that somebody will catch it. There's, here's the thing, Eddie. It's, 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 not a, it's not about will somebody. It's about containing it early enough so that it doesn't spread like wildfire and 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 you end up with this you know pandemic within a pandemic but it's already spreading in florida no i, I understand you're going to have a you're going to have a, a soccer league there with the nba that's kind of too I much i haven't i it? haven't i haven't heard i haven't heard that the, is is that is is that abs- is that 100% is that confirmed well, it was in uh, the record, uh, I think, Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday. It was in the record that uh, the soccer league was planning to go. They were been, they've been working with Orlando, with ESPN, to get it to uh, to ESPN, uh, the soccer fields there. Eddie, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. You know, again, here's, here, here's where I stand on this tie. I'm I'm a believer. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right, right? Like I'm not going to do it half-ass. Like like if I'm if 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 I'm going to um involve myself in something, especially this magnitude, right? I'm going to make sure that I do it right. And I, I and I feel what's happening here. And 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 so in this regard, how would you how would you define doing this right? At the end of the day, and, and tell me, Ty, if you agree or disagree with me, at the end of the day, doing this right is total confinement, right? Where the players are in this bubble and they all they do is they play their games, practice, and then they stay in their hotel rooms. And um, all the service people stay in the same hotel. Like, n- like it, it literally is this bubble city where everybody's in it. Coaches... Um, trainers, if there's going to be media, hotel staff, chefs, whatever the, whatever the case may be, it's, it's total, it's total confinement. If you're, if you really want to try to keep everybody safe, but the NBA is making these, you know, little, I feel like they're making these side deals like, okay, well, you can go play golf and you can eat out, but you could only eat out at outside cafes. So they're making these allowances so that the players will be more on board. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just the whole thing is just to me, it's a recipe for disaster. I think we're waiting for all the official rules and guidelines to come out before we we actually render a decision on that. What we realize is that because of what we're going through, there's always going to be some type of a house risk attached to bringing sports back. And you're going to try your best to mitigate that. But listen, we saw it in the MMA where a, a few of the participants tested positive and they were immediately they immediately had to withdraw from their 
contest. So, look, it, it feels like it's inevitable that we're going to get at least one person test positive. It's just about what the protocol is as far as getting them out of the resort, self-quarantining, and if they're allowed to come back. So, it's just one of those things where you you root for the best. Like We hope that we're able to crown a champion. But until we get to July 30 and have this season unfold the way it's supposed to, we, we really don't know what the situation is. Like, for example, I'll, I'll give you a personal example. Okay. Um, I, I have, I have friends of mine who, um, have, have quarantined themselves since, since this all began. Like, literally, they don't leave their, they don't leave their apartment. They work, they eat, they, they sleep, they bought a bunch of workout equipment they've put into their apartment. It's like they, they don't leave their apartment. They won't. They won't take the risk. Now, I consider myself, I'm, I'm very, very careful. But I, I'm not to that extreme. I played golf, what, three or four times this week? Now, I won't go to a gym. I won't dine at an indoor restaurant. So I, 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 I take risks, but I feel that they're, um, they're wise, like, wise, <laughs> is there wise risks? I, I guess. Um, you know, anything that I do in public, um, it's, it's outside. Uh, if, if I do go grocery shopping, I go sh- shopping with a mask and I wear gloves. So, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of set rules for myself in how I'm handling living in this pandemic world. But I'm definitely taking more risks than others, especially these uh, two dear friends of mine. It's 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 kind of it's 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 what I see here now. Chances of me contracting COVID nineteen are a lot greater than my friends who have not literally have not left their apartment since the pandemic started. They they will not. So it's the. I just at the end of the day, I feel like we know what we need to do as a society. To, to be the safest we can possibly be from contracting COVID-19. And I feel like the NBA knows at the end of the day what they would like to do, but because the players aren't on, are, aren't on board, are, you know, aren't feeling it and don't want to feel totally confined, that they're, they're making these allowances to golf or outside cafes or whatever the case may be. Um, so the players will be on board, but it's creating more risk. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you uh, talking Major League Baseball right now. Chris and Ray, I see you guys holding on. Um, if you can, I will get to your calls, so hang tight. Uh, but we've got Rob Dibble, good friend of mine, joining us. Um, he hosts his own radio show in Connecticut and, of course, former Major League Baseball player. Rob, how you doing this uh, Saturday afternoon? It's beautiful out. It is. It is. I've been out coaching. I've been uh, with my little leaguers, so uh, we're getting ready to start playing games. That's nice. Um, I didn't know you coach little league. That's cute. Yeah, I opened a training facility about six months ago. We have a couple of travel teams. We'll have more in the fall, but uh, I'm looking forward to coaching again. That's fa- so. So, out of curiosity, like, how does that work for you now? Like, I, I know you know. Kids not as susceptible to, to COVID nineteen, but there are some concerns there. 
like are, are you coaching kids do they come do they have masks like like how, how does that work they have masks when they're near each other when they're out in the field they don't have to wear them during the games the coaches and umpires will have to wear them um i make them wear I, i'm over the top uh cautious they have to wear we gave them brand new batting gloves uh when we started uh, they have to wear their, their batting gloves when they're on the field. They can't touch each other's stuff. They can't be near each other. I, I, I have a 10-foot rule, not a 6-foot rule. So, um, and, and so we, we put six in the infield um, when we're doing drills, and uh, we keep them separate. And then we'll do some outfield drills where they're 50 to 100 feet apart. And so they're, they're never really around each other. Unless there's like you know near first base, and e- even when we're scrimmaging and stuff, I don't allow them to be within like you know uh, ten feet of each other. You know, so we're going to keep that safety net uh, for the next month or two, and then even in the games, we've already been warned that uh, they you can only have like three on the bench, and the other eight have to sit um, well beyond out out on the backside of the dugout. So every, everything's about safety. Even the umpires have to be six feet behind the catcher or call balls and strikes from behind the pitcher, which none of them really seem to want to do. So they're going to have to stand six feet behind the catcher. Wow. I, I mean, and, and just listening to you talk about Little League, imagine what Major, Major League Baseball is going to have to do, right? I mean, yep. really, really, really unbelievable. All right. So where we stand right now, the players have until tomorrow night. That's their deadline. The owner's proposal um, that they presented on Friday is 72 games where they would play the pay the players 70% prorated salaries, 80% if it's a complete in full postseason, and the season would uh, expect to begin on July 14th. I know they were hoping for July 4th, but obviously because of these negotiations, now that has been pushed back. So pretty much in a nutshell, the owners are only offering to pay for 50 games, even if more is played. That's really at the end of the day. That's, that's, that's what's happening here. So, so first, first and first and foremost, Dibs, if, if you were still in the league, how would you vote to the proposal that's on the table right now and why? Well, remember, I was a player rep in 94. So, uh, a lot of the stuff that we voted for had nothing to do with on the field. Here, you're, you're four times the owners have given you the same proposal with different verbiage. So you know you're not going to get anything different from them. But as a player, and this is what bothers me about some of the stances that I've read on social media. First of all, you shouldn't be talking publicly. Second, you you play 30 spring training games for free. To have guys go out there and say, you know, well, we would play 25 games for free is stupid. You're doing that for free. You do that every four years in the WBC. Nothing's free. You have jobs you're actually gaining three jobs per team. So you're, you're talking about 90 new jobs for the whole re- remainder of the season and the postseason. That's what Marvin Miller taught us. That's why Marvin Miller should be in the Hall of Fame and is going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's all about jobs. It's all about getting your service time. So, yeah, you're going to get 75 85% of your pro rate. So who cares what your salary is? It's a pandemic. You play as many games as you can. You try to thrill the fans. Build up your fan base. You want a war? Start a war after 2021, after that season when you're negotiating a collective bargaining agreement. This isn't a collective bargaining agreement. This is just to get the season started. I mean, I'm, I've already listened to the NBA guys. They don't want to play in the bubble. Um, you know, you have an opportunity to play three, three and a half months, and then another extra month, maybe six weeks of the postseason, 16 teams in the postseason if you play one. 
They're giving you $50 million. You'll, you, you know, each winning team in the World Series will get about $300,000 for a full share. I mean, it's just to me, stop arguing about, you know, dollars and cents and start going out there for the fans. They're your future, not the owners. The owners are always going to be there, antagonistic, giving you, you know, negotiating in bad faith. That's what they're good for. They're always going to do that. They're worried about their billions. But for you, you need to grow the game, get as many jobs as you can out there this year, and then worry about next year and the collective bargaining agreement after next season. But for now, you need to start playing by at least July 15th. To play a 48-game schedule would be a joke. You know, you're going to lose a lot of fans if you do that. So, you know, but they're on the inside. They don't see it like you and I see it. But, you know, my advice to them would be, listen, you're going to have to swallow some pride this year along with some money. You get it all back next year in, in the collective bargaining agreement. You try to add jobs. The, the guys are going to have, I guess, about 30 guys on a taxi squad. I would fight for service time for them. I would want them to get towards arbitration earlier. Chris Bryant lost his arbitration uh, eligibility stuff, so the Cubs still own him until after 2021. So you, you seem to be arguing the wrong points. And then arguing publicly is embarrassing to the union. Again, Rob Dibble joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. As you said, uh, you know, you, you were front and center in experiencing what happened in 1994-95. And it took, what, five years to kind of get the league back to what yeah. it was? You know, how how old was... Mike Trout, like how, like, like the guy, the guys that are the names in the faces of Major League Baseball right now, um, how old were they in ninety four, ninety five? Let alone if born yet, <laughs> and they, they were they were kids. They were they in were grammar kids. school. So, so, they were kids. So, 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 so here's 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 the point I'm making, Dibs, is that like they have no they have no idea. Like no. they've never experienced. They've never lived through anything. Who 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 is in their ear? communicating to them in a roundabout way what you just communicated to us. Do you know, is there a player out there that is... Well, Tony Tony Clark's a former player that went through it. Bobby Bonilla is in the front office. And there's a, a lot of other former players that I played with that are in the front office. Um, some Latin, some just, uh, you know, American-born players. So they, they're in there. But uh, again, you, you know, I said this on my show, you're fighting against the owners. That's the wrong fight. You should be fighting for a bigger fan base. You could get a big chunk right now because nothing's really going on. I mean, I'm glued to the TV watching golf. I'm watching old reruns of, uh, you know, women's college. Why do you say it like that, Dibs? What do you mean you're watching golf? Oh, I mean, but no, seriously, you should be playing baseball right now. Uh, You're going to get hockey back. The basketball players, even if they do come back, it's going to be in August. So you want to be one of the only games going besides golf. Well, golf is Thursday through Sunday. But you, if you're playing baseball, you're every day, every night. So you should be out there trying to build your fan base up. So so what what are you hearing? What do you think happens? Everything that I'm reading um, is that the players are going to reject this on tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think it's disappointing. And normally I would be on the player's side, but I've never been in a pandemic. I've never had 130,000 Americans die, 40 million be unemployed. You know, they're, they're not seeing the big picture here. The big picture is your fan base. A lot of them have lost loved ones or know somebody that's lost a loved one. Uh, and, 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 you know, so th- this is a chance to have your platform, 
go out there. You have all the social injustice stuff that's going on. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons for being actively playing right now besides getting a hundred percent prorated salary. It, it's I, I don't understand. You know, you you've gotten the same uh, proposal four times, but it's the same one. It's just worded differently. So you know that that's what you're up against. I like it because the adversity is good for the collective bargaining agreement next year. But that's next year. This is not an argument for the next five years. That's something you do next year. This is not a business argument. This is get the game going again, go have some fun, show everybody that you're passionate about your job, and just and put the owners in the rearview mirror. You know, very interesting, Dibs. Before I let you go, I had Bobby Marks on in my first hour, former executive with the Nets and, and the NBA. And, you know, we were talking about Kyrie Irving and the phone call that Kyrie had yep. uh, on on Friday and um, and him having the concern that if the NBA season does happen, it'll take away from the um, Black Lives Matter um, uh, initiative. But Bobby said it and you just said it in regard to the platform that potentially could exist and could be created for Kyrie and the NBA and these players, because you're absolutely right, because there's really not a lot to compete with these leagues and, and what's going to be happening. And so all eyes are going to be watching. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to me, like how, why doesn't Kyrie see it that way? And why doesn't a a number of the major league baseball players see it that way in regard to, fighting for a fan base because this is another conversation that we have time and time again when it comes to major league baseball like what is it what's wrong with major league baseball that they don't have a huge fan base that they don't have a young fan base what can they do allow them to flip the bat allow them to do this change the culture of a major league baseball Uh, you know change the vibe so that they'll get a younger more hip fan base this could be the reason and i I just i'm with you i agree with you and i agree with bobby marks i just don't understand why why players aren't seeing just how important, how significant, and how strong the platform can be for them in a pandemic when we're all dying and craving for live sports. Yeah, and it's a great point. I mean, listen, basketball over 80% is African-American for the athletes. Football is over 70%. Well, baseball has lost a ton of African-American youth uh, in their sport, And, and a bunch of them just got drafted, but it's still like 7% of the major leagues. So you have a chance now to, to maybe uh, give um, some African-American kids uh, the dream and the hope of playing in the major leagues. But instead, you're sitting on your hands. So this is why. You, you have a platform. You guys could be doing interviews. You could put a Black Lives Matter you know, uh, thing on your chest. I mean, you know, there's so many different ways that you, that you can go out there and be useful. But you know, arguing over money and prorated salaries is, to me, it's senseless right now in the middle of a pandemic and what's going on in the world. So you, sometimes you got to take a step back, and I know it's hard for them because they're in the middle of it, and they're so angry with the owners. But you got to get over that. They're always going to be in charge. They're always going to be your bosses. Um, but right now, you've got more people that you could win over if you just take a step back, swallow a little pride, and say, we, we want to play 79 games. We want to play 70 games. 48 games, it'd be an embarrassment to not only the former players like myself, the ones in 1981, the Kurt Floods of the world, but but a whole generation of kids that I coach now that are 9 years old, 11 years old, that look up to you, and they're wondering why their seasons are going to start before the Major League Baseball. My, my, I have a doubleheader next Friday. 
with my 11-year-olds. Why are Major League Baseball players not on the field right now? I, I can't figure that out. Dibs, you rock. Always love having you on. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of this beautiful day to join us. And, uh, and I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. No problem. Take care, Anita. Phone lines are lit. We're going to get to you in, in just a second in the break. First thing Ty says to me is, I disagreed with everything he said. <laughs> so you, you don't feel that he was, he was critical enough with the owners. Listen, I don't, I don't agree with the owners are, are doing either, but I understand where Dibs is coming from. And he's saying, listen, you, there, there's only so much you can control. You can't control the owners. So do what you can to control the narrative. Wait to fight another day. No, but and, th- what and, if you can't? Wait to, wait, wait to fight that collective bargaining agreement next year. Once this pandemic is over, there's a vaccine, things go somewhat back to normal. But what can you control right now? Um, and, and, and Major League Baseball players have a huge, huge opportunity right now. Maybe it's a tough pill to swallow. I'm sure it is getting, you know, 70% prorated of their salaries. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of positives that will and could come by the players agreeing to start playing now as opposed to just washing the season out. And, and wow, I mean, all, all hell is going to break loose if that happens. Yeah, but the onus can't just be on the players and the excuse being, well, the owners are the owners. You know, you can't fight them. Yes, you can. And you've, you've fought them up until this point. And if you don't get the money you're looking for, then hey, I like to me, like the, the, the idea that I'm ever going to side with billionaires over millionaires is, is nonsense. That's never going to happen. And I don't, look, I don't think, but here's the thing, I, Ty, I don't think he's saying siding with them. He's saying, you know, Live to fight another day where you can, where, where you could re, recoup that money in the collective bargaining agreement. So let's say hypothetically speaking, the players say, okay, you know what? We'll agree to the 72 games, 70%, uh, prorated 80% if the postseason is in full and there's no like second, you know, breakout of the pandemic, blah, 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 blah. And then now, a year from now, or two years, whenever, I don't, I don't know what the next date is in regard to the collective bargaining agreement. Hey, you remember when we were in the pandemic and we ate 30% of our salary? All right, well, we want to recoup. So, so what Dibs is saying is like, you know, fight, fight that battle at another time. Not right now during a pandemic where you've got over 40 million people unemployed and, you know, this is a country right now in desperate need of of relief and how sport brings people together. We saw it with 9-11. We saw it, you know, with the Boston bombing. We saw it. I mean, it's it's the, the power of sport is immense. And as Dib said, like, I'm, I'm with him. Like, I've been watching non like the golf, you know, golf channel has been on my TV since since Thursday afternoon. Um you know, it's there's something about sport and live sport. We've missed it for the past three months. There's just there's a platform. There's an opportunity here for the Major League Baseball players to take advantage of 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 what's make make a positive out of what's negative. But the money issue that you are so hung up on, save that fight for another day. That's pretty much what 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 Dibs is saying. He's not saying just. Play for seventy or eighty percent, and then just you know, he's just saying negotiate that loss in your next collective bargaining agreement. Well, maybe they don't feel that they're able to do that because it might set a precedent 
going forward and it could cripple them. So like we, we're not in that room and he has experience obviously as a former player and he said he was part of the, the players union. But I just disagree with the notion that we can just excuse the owners and absolve them of any blame uh, because the players are the ones who are being selfish and during a pandemic, you know, fighting over money. I, I, I can't buy that at all. 800-919. Let's hear, let's hear what uh, 800-919-3776. Let's hear what our listeners have to say. Let's go to Larry in Manhattan. Larry, welcome in. Hi. Uh, several years back, the Detroit Tigers started a season with the record of something like 45-5. and five. I don't remember what year that was. Uh, they blew through and won the World Series. Given that, there's a possibility that a team would end up with single-digit losses, or is there a crazier possibility that the Yankees could come back with the, an entire healthy staff and end up 48-0? and I know it's a crazy possibility, but, you know, could it happen? I, I, Larry, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, here's the thing, and thank you for the phone call. No, nobody wants a, a 50 game season for Major League Baseball. So, I, I mean, would you rather have 50 games than none? Some people would say yes. I, I think it has to be 72. Let's go to Phil in Queens. Phil, you're up. Yes. Just took off the speakerphone. Yeah, good afternoon, Anita. My name is Phil. I, I spoke with you a couple of weeks ago regarding baseball and the smoking situation. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to follow up on that. But the reason I, I'd like to ask you now, talk to you now, is uh, with baseball, why can't we get some sort of arbitration set up? Is that allowed? Where basically just get MLB and the and the Players Association to sit down? and work something out rather than this going on and on before we have no time left? I don't, and and thank you for the phone call, Phil. I I don't have an answer for that, but knowing how powerful uh, the Major League Baseball owners are, I would would be surprised if that, that was in any agreement in regard to an arbitrator. I don't believe that major league baseball owners would agree to that, but I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't, I don't know if that exists or not. Let's go to Eli in Newark. Eli, you're up. Hey, listen, how you doing? Hope all's well with you and your Thank family, you. friends, and loved ones, especially your moms. Thank you. Um, I, I, I listen, I, I respect everybody's opinions, thoughts and views, whatnot. And that the, the former player I was talking about, you know, I, I got to say, I categorically disagree with him. To me, I'm listening to them, and I know we go through this pandemic and you got this social up, uh, social upheaval and stuff. You're putting all of that on the players? All of it? Yeah, they're kidding me. Think about it. What's not said is what the players do do. You have a lot of players paying for funerals. You got a lot of players got schools for uh, free, like LeBron and others. You got players that go out and they give all cut. You don't hear nothing about that. So all expand the, the fan base that's on the players you got the the, the teams have got the most promotional uh, ability than the players okay you got so much stuff that the players are doing that's not being mentioned but you're going to put everything on the players backs that's crazy yeah, matter of fact what's wrong with fans going through the pandemic like myself okay 
but then there's some are still working. Well, how about putting uh, pressure on sponsors that sponsor some of these these, these uh, uh, teams? You don't think that uh, prompts some of these owners to, uh, to do better, too? Here's another thing. The owners in Major League Baseball, they came out with a deal, they said, okay, they come back again, well, they can take less money. Wait a minute. You said, yeah, they come on, we're taking less money? Wait a minute. Okay, open up your books. Let's see what you really make and what you really lose. They refuse to do it. How are you going to make a deal with somebody that won't negotiate in good faith? How is that possible? You you let the owner being let off scot free. You know, I don't want to hit. Don't let them off scot. It's not blame to go around to everybody. Don't put it all on the players. I'm sorry, Mr. Dean. Thank you. No, don't apologize. You're entitled to your opinion. Um, you know, I, I I see both sides. I see both sides. Mitch, you're up. Anita, Anita, how you doing? I'm all right. Welcome in. I want to see some games. Like you said, it's better. It'd be better than nothing. If they do play, it was 50, 50, 50 to games to you is better than nothing. Yeah. At least maybe they'll use the 40 man uh, roster. So at least some of these minor leaguers can have a chance to hone their, their uh, skills. So, but let me, let me ask you this, Mitch, what are you? Are you Yankee Mets fan? What are you? I'm a Dodgers fan. If they win it this year, you're, uh, they won't so, give it so, to them via the uh, cheating. Well I, well, I was just going to say, if, if Dodgers if Dodgers win, let's say Dodgers win the World Series in a fifty game season, is there is is that an asterisk next to it? Is that is this like how will the season be looked upon? Uh, it's a championship, just like they won't give it to the Dodgers for what the Houston and Boston Red Sox did. They're not putting asterisks on them. I, I just I don't I, I, I don't know I don't know if you could look if if it's going to be a fifty game season. I don't know whoever you crown as champion of. Uh, the World Series. Uh, How about MVP? How about, say, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout? Usually Mike Trout gets off to a hot start. You give them the MVPs, right? It shouldn't be an asterisk. No, well, we're, but wait, now you're comparing two things. We're, we're talking Major League Baseball. The season hasn't even started yet. You're just talking about a 50-game season. I'll be happy with that. There's no season box scores. They'll the play. It'd be more like a, like March Madness, aren't right? I know it's just, I know it's a cup of coffee, but at least it, at least at least it makes some money. And for the owners, I think it's a tax write off. Mitch, thank you for the phone call. I don't. I don't. I. I just. I think that uh, if if it was a, a fifty game season, um, this this season would be somewhat of a sidebar. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.